Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast Time. Welcome to the show. Game day, Monday night football tonight. 49ers versus the Cardinals. This is going to be an absolutely fantastic day. And that's why I pushed the preview show all the way to Monday. I just wanted to do it the day of to feel the vibe, feel the energy coming from the 49ers faithful. Welcome to everyone in chat. How's it going, Joel? How's it going, Ben? This is going to be a great episode. And let me know what you guys think about this game, all the news that's been coming out. We're going to get into some of the key matchups. I did release offensive key matchups over the weekend. You got to see that. I'll refer to that a little bit, but defensive key matchup. Make a, a bold prediction and then pick this game, but it's going to be a fun conversation. I just want to interact with everyone that comes through chat. I think it's going to be a fun one. And then, of course, what's up, traffic? It's going to be a uh, a fun one after as well when we do a live stream after the game. And what's up, Paul? How's it going? We had some interesting comments as well that I'll get into from Kyle Shanahan. He was on with Mike uh, Matt Miyoko, and he talked a little bit about the Cardinals' defense, which I thought was interesting. So I'll play a little bit of that later. And also, D'Amico Ryan's thoughts. Now, uh, Ian Rappaport is saying that Kyler Murray's not going to play in this game, that it is going to be Colt McCoy. Of course, I don't think that's 100% confirmed yet. What's up, Sin? How's it going? So we're going to see exactly what happens with that but i'm going to go ahead and play a little bit of what D'Amico ryan's had to say about preparing for both guys uh in this game as well so first off the offensive key matchup i believe in this game is a 49ers yak attack that's those wide receivers george kittle uh, christian mccaffrey against a cardinals defense that is the worst in the league in t in bringing guys down and allowing yak so this is one of those strengths versus weaknesses moments that you have to take advantage of uh the aggressive style at which arizona plays with they fly around isaiah simmons um zaven collins the two linebackers they fly around and try to make plays and then of course buddha baker i mean he's all over the place what a tremendous talent he is now of course they're gonna be missing a couple of guys on both offense and defense and one of the biggest ones that they're gonna be missing on defense is probably their best cornerback on the entire team uh is byron murphy he's gonna be out he was ruled out already that means they're going to go with Marco Wilson. And, and you know, Wilson's been one of the worst in the league this year in coverage. Not exactly one of the guys you really want to uh, see out there if you're a Cardinals fan. But the Foyers are going to have to take advantage of it. And what's up, SG? How's it going? Hope you're having a good one. So I think you, you can take advantage of the secondary of Arizona. How much do you want Jimmy Garoppolo to throw the football? Well, you've got a Arizona Cardinals defense that's top 10 in the league against stopping the run. And so you're going to probably have to somewhat stretch them out uh, and make them kind of go 
uh, horizontally and vertically stretch them so that way you can create run lanes. And Paul says, how does the matchup between their defensive line and our offensive line look? Oh, uh, they've got really good defensive players. I mean, they have guys on the interior defensive line that do a really good job. Of course, J.J. Watt is probably the one that everyone's going to draw to the most, and he's going to be playing the five tech because they play a three four, which means he's going to be lined up head over the tackle. So you're going to see J.J. Watt lined up over Mike McGlinchey, and I think if it's a run play, that's strength on strength. J.J. Watt, one of the best to do it in the league. Mike McGlinchey, one of the best run blockers. Uh, for the right tackle spot in the league. Now, when it comes to passes, where you have a little bit of a, a variation, J.J. Watt, of course, still a very efficient uh, pass rusher. Mike McGlinchey struggles in those sets. So you need third and shorts. You need situations that Mike McGlinchey can slide protect. Uh, he can he can have you know certain uh, things that he can do where it's not a traditional kick slide, where he's not going to have to anchor, where he's not going to be put on an island one-on-one against J.J. Watt. So I think there's that. And they got Foto, the big no-sackle. No, no, uh, no uh, he's going to be plugging up the middle. And then what they've been doing, of course, is playing their outside linebackers, including Zayvon Collins, on the line of scrimmage. They run their 3-4, but they put five guys on the line of scrimmage. Those guys are going to somewhat limit the bootlegs and things, the play actions that Kyle wants to run those, those ways. So he's not going to move the pocket a whole lot with those guys unless they're falling off. I did say in the scouting report video, I wouldn't be surprised to see Zayvon Collins fall off i wouldn't be surprised to see these guys fall off and try to cover tight ends or running backs out you know pick up a zone and then only rush four so i think that they do match up pretty well i think the Fourniers can have some success on the interior offensive line if they're able to double team and then get two linebackers but that's a good question from paul oh wtm says what's the best way for kittle to have a big night i think the best way is for this offense to get rolling to get you know chemistry to get rhythm uh, and I think that one thing that this offense is going to have to do is take advantage of the aggressive style in which Arizona plays. And I talked about that in the scouting report video was the aggressive style. But let's listen to what Kyle Shanahan had to say about it when he was talking to Matt Miyoko. Anytime we lose to these guys, we don't take care of the ball. Uh, we've turned it over in the red zone. Um, and the times we've won, we've made some big plays. Uh, they got a defense that is as aggressive as any defense to me in the league. Um, the style Vance calls it with, how much he mix up his calls, and the way those two, those two safeties play, um, both of them, but starting with Buddha, they are so downhill. And um, it makes it really hard to do some stuff. But they're also susceptible to some big plays. Um, and we've had some gains versus them where some guys have made some really big plays. And when we've done that and haven't, we've taken care of the ball, that's usually when things have been real well. Um, but it is hit or miss with a team like this. Because they're so aggressive and stuff, if, if you're not quite on it and you get a couple of those opportunities and you don't make that play, um, it can be a tough game if they're going on the other side of the ball. I mean, the, you, now you know exactly how Kyle Shanahan sees this, this team from Arizona, the aggressive style. Of course, when Chris Furster talked, he talked a lot about, uh, he said, number nine, which is Isaiah Simmons, number 25, Zayvon Collins, number three, Buda Baker. But you hear Kyle Shanahan here talking about Buda Baker uh, and the aggressiveness that he plays with. But, right, the key to winning the football game for the 49ers is to take advantage of those opportunities you have for big plays when Jalen Thompson, uh, you know, and Buda Baker get downhill and go really fast, uh, but also don't turn over the football. And, you know, that's, that's probably a key every single game that you go into is to not turn over the football. What's up, Spy Nick Danger? How are you doing? Um, it's it's a good point. You know, the that's what you got to do in pretty much every game, but especially against the Cardinals. The Cardinals are one of those teams that are young, they're aggressive, they get after you. Uh, they have a really good defensive coordinator, and he gets after you as well. So I think that the 49ers know exactly what they're getting from the Arizona Cardinals. But that's why I believe that when he's talking about explosive plays, he's talking about these yak plays. Getting the ball into his playmakers' hands and allowing them to create with the football. Taking advantage of aggressiveness means also doing a little bit of what the Rams did last week. What the Rams did against the Cardinals last week was take advantage of the aggressive style of the linebackers and then try to hit cutbacks. They had advantages. They had chances to do that. Um, it wasn't always executed, and a lot of that has to go with the running backs that the Rams have, right? Cam Akers is not exactly Christian McCaffrey or Elijah Mitchell, so you have some ability there. Plus, if you can get them flowing one way aggressively, moving a lot with motion, which if you go and watch the scouting report video over on Patreon, they did so much moving with motion, which means if you can manipulate them and make them move with motion, 
you can get advantages on the backside. You can run reverses. You can run counter trays, gar uh, uh, GT actions, lots of really cool stuff. And when I say GT, I mean pull the guard and tackle to the opposite side. Um, so it does give you a lot of advantages, and I do love what Kyle Shannon is saying here. And, you know, that's the thing. What last week against the Chargers, it was about red zone offense. Warriors are going to have to execute in the red zone if they do. I mean, think about if Brandon Ayuk's able to make that catch, you know, that hits him in the right shoulder, or if Debo Samuel's able to get in on that run, you know, before the third down where Christian McCaffrey got stuffed up the middle, those types of things change the game from where it was, where the 49ers scored 22 points, the 49ers scoring well over 30 points and blowing the Chargers out. And then I think everyone has a different thought process on who they are. And Bobo says, considering the state of the Cardinals are in, there is no reason we shouldn't win convincingly, even if we win close and one, it, it'll show for sure we have problems on offense. I think a convincing victory would be very nice. Uh, you got to remember we are going to be playing in the altitude. The 49ers have been trying to prepare for playing in the altitude, but it's not easy. You're going to be playing at over 7,200 feet. That's different. There would have been a smog factor. It's at night, so hopefully there won't be as much of that. Hopefully they're more prepared. And I think one of the things you can do is keep the Arizona Cardinals defense on the field. Time of possession is going to be very important in this game. You can keep the Arizona defense on the field and your offense can keep marching the ball down the field. What's going to happen is eventually you get to that third and fourth quarter, the Arizona Cardinals defense will start to break. Uh, there's just no way they can keep a rotation going, be able to match the 49ers depth. And th that's the thing. If Arizona's on the other side, able to get rhythm passes from Colt McCoy and keep the 49ers defense on the field, uh, then you could have those effects. So I think time of possession is going to be huge, which is about third down efficiency. And the Cardinals are one of the worst on third down in the league. They convert third downs at 34%. So I, I think this is one of those times where the 49ers do a very good job on defense, getting off the field on third down and the Cardinals offense struggles. So we can also remember those night and those moments too. Long time says so nice to catch you on a live stream coach. Ant. uh have to check out soon. So I will put in a bold prediction. We score the most points yet. Uh, so 38 or more, our D gets six plus sacks and we gain the W. I love it, long time. Welcome uh, to the chat and thanks for coming through with the bold prediction. I always look forward to seeing what you're going to come up with and that's a good one. I hope that comes true. 38 points, six plus sacks. Sounds like a 49ers absolute rolling of the Cardinals, which means they would roll right into first place in the NFC West. And boy, would that be big because then they would be all the way up to the third seed from the seventh. Of course, the Washington Commanders are coming up close. Uh, that NFC East is playing really, really well. So I think that uh, that's a good point. And long time says, any word on Kinlaw's health? I saw we were in a bidding for Sue. Uh, yeah, when it comes to uh, Javon Kinlaw, this would have been the first week they could have opened up his practice window with the elevation and the way that his knee has been swelling. Not a good idea for him to travel uh, right now. It's not a good idea for him to be in the elevation or the elements that they were going to be in in Colorado or in Mexico City. So they just left him at home. They're going to push this off another week. So this could be the week they open up the practice window. We'll see. Uh, but now they're going to be playing at home against New Orleans, playing at home against uh, the Dolphins. This would be a good stretch time for Javon Kinlaw, at least to open up his window, see where he's at so they can make a determination. They got 21 days at which time to activate him. And yeah, Sue said that uh, he chose the the Eagles over the 49ers. So that's disappointing. Uh, that would have been a nice signing, but um, you know, we'll just have to see what the 49ers are going to do. I think Armstead's getting closer and closer to coming back, but I've been saying that for several weeks. I just thought he'd be back from the hairline fracture. The only thing I could guess is the foot is a little bit worse um, than what we were led to believe. So we'll see when he comes back. And Scott Hill says, what's up, Ant? 31-7, 49ers. Love it, Scott. Absolutely fantastic. And Traffic says, the 49ers going to get things clicking tonight. I believe that uh, start rolling after seeing the Vikings yesterday. That second seed could be very uh, well in play when it comes down to the end of the season. I think you're right. And what's up, Marvin Rose? Traffic, I think you're right. I think the 49ers could be on the way up to one of those higher seeds as long as they take advantage of these victories that are set up for them. They have to beat the teams they should beat. Of course, they should beat Arizona tonight. They should beat the Saints next week. Then you've got a huge matchup with the Dolphins. That one can go either way. But win the ones you're supposed to win and, and make sure you beat Seattle. And I think you're in a good you know, good scenario where you could be a two seed 
and have a home, you know, home playoff game for the first two weeks, that would be huge for the 49ers. Now, over on the defensive side of the ball, um, I think the key matchup is going to actually be in the slot. You would say maybe it would be DeAndre Hopkins playing on the outside, you know, maybe against Diameter Lenore or, you know, playing on the other side against, you know, Charvarius Ward. But I think it's going to be in the slot. I think it's going to be Rondell Moore versus Jimmy Ward. To me, that's a key matchup in this football game. Limiting Rondell Moore's success will make it tougher for the Cardinals defense because if Jimmy Ward's able to limit him, whether it's him playing, you know, them playing a bracket with him with a linebacker on the inside or them just zoning him up, uh, that will allow you to keep safety help over the ho- over the top of DeAndre Hopkins, sometimes with Charvarius Ward covering him, sometimes with DeAndre Lenore. I don't know if they'll travel Charvarius Ward with DeAndre Hopkins. They definitely could. That was something they did against Atlanta. Would they be willing to do that again? Maybe. I think you might see a mixture. Sometimes Charvarius Ward's on him. Sometimes he's not. Sometimes they go ahead and put a double team over there. I don't expect to see Hopkins one-on-one with Diameter Lenore throughout the game. I don't think that's smart football. I don't think that's how D'Amico Ryans is going to go about it. But this defense has had a lot to think about and prepare about. Number one, they have all those weapons. DeAndre Hopkins, Rondell Moore, question marks, game time decision. Hollywood Brown, is he going to play? You know, you got that. You got A.J. Green. So uh, there's a lot of weapons on the Cardinals side of the football on offense. Problem for them is James Conner hasn't been able to get this run game going. That was what got the Cardinals the big win when they had Colt McCoy playing. Uh, James Conner went off, you know, and McCoy hit the passes he was supposed to hit. But uh, their run game is not as efficient as it was last year. It's not as dynamic. And the 49ers run defense is a lot better. That's one thing even the injuries to Kinlaw and Armstead have showed is that Hassan Ridgeway and Kevin Givens can still help stop the run. And that's been important. Also, the last time the 49ers and Cardinals played when Colt McCoy was quarterback, the cornerbacks were Josh Norman and Drake Kirkpatrick. Uh, your safety was Tavon Wilson. And I like Tavon Wilson, uh, but he's not exactly uh, Gibson or Talanoa Hufanga. And then at linebacker, you didn't have Dre Greenlaw. So huge changes for the 49ers on defense compared to last year when they played the Cardinals. Take nothing away from Colt McCoy. He played very good. He's very efficient. The game he had against the Rams last week was really good. When I broke it down, I mean, it was his foot would hit, his back foot would hit, and boom, he would get rid of the football. Timing is impeccable. He runs the offense better than Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's just a better playmaker than Colt McCoy. And I think that's why Colt has been in the league for a long time. And thanks for coming through, uh, Juke, and saying, hey, they have already called Hollywood out. So thank you for that. I miss that. I appreciate when people come through and help out like that. So thank you so much. Uh, what's up, Randy? How's it going? Says I was curious if they already did a segment called the Ant Rant. But it sounds like an awesome segment. Hurry up and do it before Grant steals it. LOL. Uh, it's funny that you say that because back in the day, and then I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna time myself or age myself a little bit uh, on MySpace. I used to call have a thing called Ant's Rant. So uh, that's pretty funny that you went with that, Randy. I like that a lot. Uh, Ronnie says, 49ers wide receivers, do you, which 49ers wide receiver do you see having the bigger night? Uh, I think traditional wisdom would be that it would be Brandon Ayuk. Uh, but for whatever reason, I have this gut feeling it's going to be Debo Samuel. I think Debo Samuel is going to have a big night tonight. I think he's going to make some big plays. I think Ayuk's still going to get his. But for whatever reason, I just think that the way that he runs with the football after the catch, uh, he's going to have some plays against his Arizona uh, defense. I think the yak attack is going to be in full uh, full go tonight. I think they're going to make a lot of plays, so I'm really excited. Uh, Ronnie says, Ant, with the Cardinals cornerback out, which 49ers have the bigger impact? Okay, so yeah, I do think it's Debo, though, especially with the amount of times you'll see Debo line up in the slot. I think he's going to make a lot of plays. I think they're going to find him the football out of the backfield as well. Um, so those are kind of where I'm at. Marvin Rosa says, did you hear Broncos cut Melvin Gordon? Too many fumbles. Yeah, Gordon had the fumbles. And then, of course, he also had a couple you know, drop passes. So Melvin Gordon's available. I've seen that if he gets claimed, he's going to cost about $865,000 for the rest of the season. He's a cheap option for some team in need of a running back. I've seen some people try to tie him to the 49ers. I, I don't I don't think that's the case. I don't think the 49ers are going to get Melvin Gordon. They're pretty set at the running back position right now. Um, so that, that would be good. Uh, Ronnie says, will Sosa be on a snap count? I think they're gonna they're gonna keep all these guys on a snap count because of the elevation. I think you're gonna see a consistent rotation. I think you'll see Bosa and Ebucom, uh, and then they'll flip it and there'll be Amenahue and Willis. And I think they're gonna keep doing that on the interior as well, uh, with you know Givens and Hyder. And um, I think they're just gonna keep rotating these guys. This is a good a good week 
to have as many defensive linemen up as you can and just rotating them through, keeping them fresh. That way they can go ahead and make plays. If this defense plays well, you're going to be able to win. But I think keeping these guys fresh and on a, on a snap count is going to be important for all players. Bosa played 97% of snaps last week. You're, you're not doing that this week. So I, I don't think that's the case at all. Uh, but I do think they'll be on a snap count. Um, Ronnie Bertone says, is D-Hop, that's questionable. Yeah, D-Hop is questionable. The belief is that he's going to play. Uh, so I think that we'll be okay there. And and Paul says, thanks for the reminder, and it gives me a little more peace about tonight's game. No Norman. Yeah, it was it was tough last year. I mean, last year, in the secondary especially, they were dealing with injuries. This year, you lost Emmanuel Mosley, uh, but you had Diamond Lenore who really stepped up, and I thought Lenore's done a pretty good job. Now, DeAndre Hopkins is just a different animal. You can't leave you know Lenore over there one-on-one with DeAndre Hopkins. That dude is just, he's a beast. Uh, there's just no no more to say about it, you know, and then everybody else is fast, except for A.J. Green. He's just a, a savvy veteran, but Rondell Moore and and these other guys, I mean, they got some speed, they got some ability, so I, I think that's how it is. Uh, David Campbell, what's up? How's it going? I hope you're doing good. Phillip says, how many touches will Kittle get? I think Kittle's going to get an uptick in touches. I, I know he wasn't excited about only getting two last week, two targets. I think it's going to go up. I He always does well against the Cardinals. So he had over 100 yards last time they matched up. And I think he's going to have it in this one. So I think it's going to be really good. And what's up, Daryl? Thank you so much for the super sticker, a $50 super chat. Oh, wow, that's big time. Doesn't get better than that. Thank you so much, Daryl. You are the best. And I love the I love the sticker, too. I'm taking a look at it right now. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. Thank you so much. I, I couldn't thank you enough. I really appreciate that, Daryl. Uh, huge. Um, and Daryl says, hi, Niner family. Brother, thanks for your grind. Love the work. Thank you so much, Daryl. I really appreciate that. And thank you for the gift. Uh, it, it means a lot. That Thank you so much. Um, Duke says, I hope for a big win tonight, or a big night for Kittle. I'm hoping for that as well. I'm hoping Kittle has a big night. I'm hoping this is the night where the offense is able to kind of spray it around. We've seen the old 49ers, you know, offense style. You know, here's Brent Jones, Jerry Rice, John Taylor, Roger Craig, Rathman. You have all those weapons, and then you go boom, boom, boom. And I'm hoping that's what we're kind of going to start getting as this team gets more chemistry uh, and gets used to playing together, and Kyle gets used to having these different weapons, and that way you can take advantage of the matchups that you have. So I think that's kind of where I'm expecting this offense to start trending. I think Christian McCaffrey opened up a lot of things, and they're going to be able uh, to take advantage of it. And Ronnie says, is it true they find Greenlaw for the hit on Herbert? If so, Ant, what's your thoughts? Yeah, they find him about $10,000 for the hit. They pretty much doubled down on the fact that they were that was a penalty, that he had some intent there. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's comments on it basically said you just can't hit the quarterback in those types of settings. So uh, he's talking about basically taking a, a huge shot at him. Now, from what I heard from Dre, Dre kind of explained it the way that I thought. He saw Herbert coming. He saw his chest. He didn't think he was sliding. So he lowered his shoulder to hit him. The contact from Fred Warner hitting from the back and Jimmy Ward hitting him from the side forced him into Greenlaw and changed you know, the contact point where Greenlaw was going to hit him. It's unfortunate, but every time you do that in the NFL, if you're a defensive player, you're going to end up getting fined. They want to protect these players, especially Justin Herbert plays in Los Angeles. You need eyes on that product. So I think they're just going to continue to do that, uh, protect these, these quarterbacks. And Dre's just going to have to be a little bit more careful I don't know exactly how he gets out of the way. I think what he has to do is just try not to have that knockout punch hit when he hits a quarterback, which is tough to ask a defensive player, in my opinion. Uh, Duke says, what do you see from Kittle against the linebackers? They have speed, but about their size and coverage. I think with Isaiah Simmons matchup, you have George Kittle being able to win. George Kittle can win uh, against Isaiah Simmons as far as strength goes. With speed, he can beat Zayvon Collins. Zayvon Collins is big and physical. They've been playing him a lot at the line of scrimmage as an outside linebacker. He could jam George Kittle off the line. That's going to be a matchup in the run game as well. He's going to try to set the edge against George Kittle's blocks. Uh, if Kittle can get some movement there with Collins, and I studied Collins extensively coming out of college. He's one of my favorite linebackers in that draft. So uh, he's a very talented player, but I think Kittle has an advantage strength-wise against Simmons and speed-wise against Collins. And, uh, I mean, his route route ability, Zayvon Collins is not going to be able to cover George Kittle one-on-one. -on -one. I think you're going to see a lot of zone. It'll be Kittle filling it out, Kittle with some choice routes, 
being able to, you know, have his which way he wants to go. I think that that's how they'll handle it. I think Kittle can win. And then if they do a Buda Baker on George Kittle, that means it's even worse for them because they might think Isaiah Simmons can cover the running backs. I don't think he can cover Christian McCaffrey out of the backfield. I think that could be a mismatch. And if they try to go with Debo Samuel in the backfield and try to cover Isaiah Simmons, I think they thought when they drafted him, he was going to be able to make these matchups. I don't think that he actually can, though. Even though I do think he's a good player, um, I think sometimes they put him in tough situations. You know, just like in 2020 when they expected him to cover Raheem Mostert on a Texas route out of the backfield, Raheem Mostert caught it, and Isaiah Simmons never even came close uh, to stopping him. So, um, And then Marvin says they need to fire the official that called Drake Greenlaw for targeting. Yeah, so that came from New York. So that came from the actual office. Um, that was the official threw the flag, of course, for, you know, uh, the, the contact unnecessary roughness. I think that's all that the on the field officials intended for it to be. And then from New York, it came down to, Hey, this guy's ejected. And then usually if you get ejected, it's going to come with some sort of a fine. Um, I think that I'm okay with it being a fine compared to, I was afraid that they might try to make an example of Dre Greenlaw and go with the suspension. I was happy when Kyle Shannon said early in the week, uh, that there wasn't going to be, uh, is suspension and and Daryl says shout out from Hartford, Connecticut. Awesome, uh, always love having people come through. Daryl, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And Hartford, Connecticut, I love that. Uh, Marvin says when was when was young with two kids and wife was happy to see fifty dollar Christmas boat when I was young. Yeah, fifty dollars is a lot. It really is. Davis says they need to defend the screens better. McCoy killed them last year with dinks and dunks. Yeah, you um. That was one thing that D'Amico Ryan's talked about was people taking advantage of the aggressive style of the 49ers defensive line. And he said, this is how we play. Like that's how that's kind of the way that you can attack us, but we have to be able to do better on the back end. He talked about the jet sweeps as well. We have to be able to do better on the back end. That means those secondary players coming up and helping fill. And then he said, we have to help from the inside out. So that means those interior defensive linemen and linebackers cracking and making tackles. It's a team effort. So um, I think they're aware of it. They know what their game is about. It's about getting after the quarterback. It's about aggressive, getting across the ball, uh, invoking havoc. And the way that you counteract that is you're right. Screens and jet sweeps, things on the outside, you can take advantage of the defense. And uh, the 49ers know that. And I'm sure they're going to make subtle adjustments here and there, but they're overall not going to change what their DNA is. And that is aggressive, get after you, and force some problems. And so far they've done pretty good, but you're right, David, that's something to watch. And that's the thing with Colt McCoy. He's going to want to get rid of the football. And D'Amico Ryan was asked about the, you know, Colt McCoy and Kyler Murray and how you prepare for him. And this is what D'Amico had to say about the Cardinals quarterbacks. Yeah. You know, I tell guys, some things we can't control the things we can't control. We don't get consumed with. So we've, play Kyler, we play Colt. We know what both guys, you know, bring. Both guys are really good players in their own different styles. You know, Kyler is very effective in making plays with his feet, right? He's one of the fastest quarterbacks in the league. So his ability to scramble and make plays, right? You have to be prepared for that. And we're working on that, you know, expecting him to play. If Colt plays, Colt is a guy who runs their offense very efficiently. Right, gets the ball out fairly quickly, makes really good decisions with the football. So he's another guy who we have to be on. You have to be tight with your coverage. You have to be disciplined with both of these guys, right? The big word that comes up throughout the week for us is just us being disciplined, whether it's the quarterback run game, whether it's cold playing, and you have to be on tight with your coverages. We just have to be disciplined in everything we do. And it's always, it never changes. No matter who's playing quarterback, it will always be about us defensively and playing our best. I know it was a little bit of a long answer, but I wanted to get that whole thing in because I think D'Amico describes it pretty well. You know, the offense doesn't change. You do have a couple of different, you know, elements with each quarterback. Uh, With Kyler Murray, he's going to scramble. He's going to create off schedule. Those are difficult to deal with. With Colt McCoy, it's all about timing. It's rhythm. It's getting the ball out on time. And those types of things make it difficult as well. So playing them, you have to play a little bit of a different style. Of course, pass rushers have to stay more in their lanes. They're not able to be as aggressive. Like Nick Bosa said in his, he might only have four or five types of moves he can do. That way he can stay in his lane. Or the guy like Colt McCoy, you can run a you know a variety of different things. So uh, I think the looseness you're able to play with on the defensive line changes from Kyler Murray to Colt, uh, Colt McCoy. But on the back end, it changes as well because – 
Uh, with Kyler Murray, you're able to play a little bit farther off. He's not going to get the ball out as quickly. Uh, he doesn't see well from the pocket. With Colt McCoy, he's able just to get back there. If you play off, he's going to hit the underneath routes. He's going to pick you apart. And that was some of the Rams tried to do with Jalen Ramsey. They played off DeAndre Hopkins 10 to 12 yards at times. And he just would, it would just straight RPO, catch the ball, throw the ball out there, let DeAndre Hopkins create. Sometimes he did. Sometimes Ramsey made a tackle for a minimal gain. But uh, I think discipline, like D'Amico Ryan said, is the key, right? You just stay disciplined to your role, uh, your job. You do your job. Don't try to do too much. Uh, don't try to guess. You know, I mean, when the 49ers guessed last week against the Chargers, that's when they got into trouble. Uh, you had uh, Dre Greenlaw guessing on what Eckler was going to run out of the backfield. He thought it was going to be a flat. It ends up being a Texas route. He's out of position. Eckler first down. Uh, then he then over on the other side, Talano Ufanga thinks that you know, you're going to get a a post from Carter, and he ends up running a corner route. Next thing you know, touchdown. So don't guess. You know, pay attention to what you see and what you do. And I think that's what's important. So I do like what D'Amico said there and how they're going to how they're preparing. You know, for both quarterbacks, is it easy to prepare for for both? No. Um, I think usually what you do is you prepare for the more, most difficult one. But Kyle Shanahan also said that you being able to play both of them last year, you have recent tape right on each guy. I think they feel kind of well-equipped to be able to handle what they do. Um, and I did see a, a couple of things um, here that I wanted to get into. Paul says, uh, CMC makes me smile thinking about the matchup problems he can cause. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, that's a, a huge weapon. The fact that he's going to be able to go out there and play, you know, at 100% when he's in his snaps because Elijah Mitchell can also carry the ball as well. I look forward to McCaffrey's, you know, matchups with linebackers and and safeties. Uh, I think it's a real matchup problem. It's also a guy that if they spread him out wide, they're going to have to cover him with a corner. You're not putting a linebacker out wide. Anytime you get a linebacker that goes out there and tries to cover McCaffrey, they might do that with Elijah Mitchell. They'll definitely do that with Kyle Juszczyk sometimes, but you do that with Christian McCaffrey uh, that's that's going to be a big play for the 49ers offense. Marvin says, Ant, dollar to a donut. Kinlaw will not play another down this season. I, I'm i still holding out hope for Kinlaw. Um, I don't know if it's a huge hope. I'm hoping they're going to open his practice window, but I'm holding out a little bit of hope uh, because I think that if they really thought there was no chance, they would kind of just shut this thing down. But uh, they keep saying that you know he's got a chance. He's trending in the right direction. I know it's hard to believe when it comes to injury things with the 49ers, but right now, besides Armstead and Kinlaw, they're pretty healthy. Uh, the team has gotten healthy throughout the season, and that's good news. I mean, the 49ers are, what, top 10 now in healthiest rosters in the league. Uh, it's it's come a long way. We're towards the bottom at the beginning of the year, but they're trending in the right direction. I'm hoping that includes Eric Armstead and Javon Kinlaw, because I think if they thought they weren't going to get one or both of those guys back, they would have been more aggressive when in, with Indomitian Sioux or more aggressive with this defensive line market. So uh, that's what I'm kind of holding on, but there's no guarantees for sure. And Joel says, smash the like button for a big 49ers win. I love that. Paul says, button smashed. Thank you so much. Randy says, I've heard some people saying Ken Law Armstead are never playing again. I can't believe that just yet. I, I have no ounce in me that thinks Armstead's not playing again this year. I think Armstead is going to play. At what point, I think, is the bigger question. But... I do believe Eric Armstead is going to play. It, it, I think everything about him, he's going to fight to get back. This team is going to fight for him to come back. So I, I think he will. And then let's see. Bobo says, Kinlaw looking like another terrible high draft pick with Solomon Thomas, Ruben Foster, and Jalen Hurd. Uh, I mean, Jalen Hurd a little bit different. Jalen Hurd in the third round. Uh, Kinlaw, Thomas, and Ruben Foster, all first round picks. So I think those guys can be in the same category. I don't think Solomon Thomas was a terrible pick. What I think what Solomon Thomas was uh, is a guy that's not actually a top 10 pick. But if you'd have told me that Solomon Thomas was drafted in the second or third round, uh, the type of player that he is, I mean, he's a he's a, a pretty good you know overall helper on defense. He's just not the elite Nick Bosa, you know, one of those big time players that you're expecting to get one of the, one of the top three picks. So uh, overvalued, yes, um, but I don't think he's like a bust or anything. I think he's done a pretty good job. Besides the one year in 2020, uh, he stayed pretty healthy. He's even a nice rotational defensive lineman in this league. So I think if we'd have talked about, you know, George Kittle was drafted three and Solomon Thomas was drafted in the fifth round, everyone would be like, yeah, sounds about right. But I, I think that, you know, he's he's definitely didn't live up to expectations. Um, but, I mean, he's he's one of the ones I'm uh, tough with. But Foster, you're 100% right. Uh, you know, when with Ken Law's injuries, you can't stay healthy. And that's the same with Hurd. He just couldn't stay healthy. And you, that's part of the, that's the name of the game.
Ronnie says, Ant, any chance of giving Alfredo G a run up the middle for a touchdown? Oh, just kidding. Uh, that would be hilarious. Uh, um, yeah, it, it's going to probably be a really big night for Alfredo Gutierrez. I hope he really enjoys this, you know, being a, with the 49ers and a part of it. Uh, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that he has a good experience tonight. I know the fans really, really love him. And so uh, hopefully he, he enjoys and lives up this moment of being an NFL, you know, a part of an NFL team. Um, traffic is not that it's an excuse. Uh, it's the NFL. you got to be ready. Last year they caught us at our lowest point. Different story this year. Really excited for this game. Yeah, I do think that it's, you know, you're right. It's not an excuse. It was, and here's another point to remember is last year, that was the last time Armstead didn't play on the interior. Armstead moved into the interior after that. So uh, things fundamentally changed for the 49ers after that Arizona loss to Cole McCoy, and then they flipped it. And they just, I mean, they went on a tear. They played really well down the stretch, and everyone remembers they they ended up making the playoffs and going to the NFC Championship game. So, um, yeah. And Paul says, longer Kinlaw out, and the health he can get more value uh, will be with us in the playoffs. I mean, if he can get 100% healthy and be able to help for the stretch run, that would be huge. Uh, being able to go back to a full rotation that includes Armstead, Kinlaw, you know, then Givens and Ridgeway are coming in off the bench, and then Hyder is more of a fifth option and a swing you know, guy that can play the end as well. I think your defensive line is at its all-time strength. Um, because you finally have Jordan Willis back and you, all these other guys have gotten reps and gotten healthy. They're playing a lot more snaps than they intended for them to play, but uh, in the grand scheme of things, it might work out for them uh, down the line. So hopefully they can. I'm I'm hopeful for Armstead for sure, and I'm keeping out that outside glimmer of hope for Kinlaw. Uh, Duke says, do you see any chance Kalia Davis gets activated this year? I don't. I, I do know that you know some think that Kalia Davis could come back this year. I think the 49ers want him to be a... Um, a piece that they develop for next year. I think they're redshirting him completely. And I think that's probably the right idea. I like Kalia Davis. I like the his ability, his explosiveness off the line of scrimmage, but he is a guy that's transitioning still. He was a linebacker in college, and now he's transitioning defensive line. Yeah, he played some defensive line in college, but uh, there's a lot to learn and a lot to do with Chris Kacerik's defense. So I think if they would have gotten ravaged by injuries in the interior defensive line, and they didn't believe that they were going to get some of these guys back, then he would be a legitimate option, um, but I think they are going to wait. I think he'll be he'll be able to help the team out in 2023, and then we'll see what he is. Uh, but his skill set's a lot like DJ Jones. I don't want to put that on him because DJ's so good, um, but that's kind of that's kind of where I see his trajectory going. Um, Kenny says we used to uh, buy a bucket of 50 wings for 10.99. Oh yeah, things change. <laughs> uh, you ain't getting fifty wings for ten ninety nine now. Those things cost over a dollar a wing now. It's just, it's crazy the pricing and everything like that. I love that Kenny comes through with that. Oh, uh, that would have been fantastic. Ten ninety nine for fifty wings. I'm all about that for sure. <laughs> that's funny. And I'm gonna get into my wow. That's bold prediction. Wow, that's really bold. <laughs> Wow, that's bold, really bold. And what is up, Freddie Mac Dre? Welcome to chat. So every week I go with the bold prediction. Let me know what you think in chat. A bold prediction. We already got some uh, longtime Niner fan left. Uh, their bold prediction already in chat. So leave it if you have a bold prediction. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the defensive side of the ball with my bold prediction, and it is going to be that the 49ers are gonna force. Two turnovers and have five sacks against the Arizona Cardinals. That's where I'm going with it. Uh, yeah, it's it's that's my bold prediction. They haven't been having too many turnovers. Taldo Fonga has been making plays. He's had an interception last week. I think this week they get two. I think they get five sacks. I think Jordan Willis has a sack in this game. They get a little bit more specific with the bold predictions, but I just think it's going to be a nice defensive performance, and that's going to in turn help this offense really get going. I think the offense is going to hold on the football. They're going to wear down the Cardinals, and in the second half, that's really when they're going to make some plays. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited about it. And um, Duke says, wow, didn't know he was a linebacker. So how is the speed off the snap? He could be vital asset stopping the rush. If we can get him off the snap quickly. Um, yeah, he's got a really good explosive first step. He used to play linebacker, and then he started putting on the weight to move to defensive line. 
He's very explosive. He moves down the line of scrimmage very well. Where he's got to get a little bit better is it with his hands, his technique, uh, being able to execute and and hold up against a double team. Those are things he's going to have to work on. Uh, I'm sure he's doing some of that work now as he's getting you know healthy and getting back. But yeah, those are things that are exciting about him is he's got that first step explosiveness. I think that everyone wants to see David Campbell with Drake Jackson has two sacks. Love that. Uh, Drake only had 22 snaps last week. I'd like to see that go up just a tiny bit. I think the rotation with Jordan Willis and everything's going to keep that down a little bit, but I would love to see two sacks from Jackson. He's got the speed to do it. Uh, Randy says, my bold prediction is Ayuk leads in rushing and receiving in this game. That's bold. Really bold. Whoa. Uh, love that, Randy. If he leads in rushing too, wow, I, I would not see that coming. That would be bold, and I would love every single second of it. As long as the 49ers win, I'm about it. WTM says, bold prediction. Four rushing touchdowns between CMC and Mitchell. Whew, we're getting some good bold predictions right now. Freddie Mac Dre says, Kittle gets two TDs and 100 yards. I love that. And that would definitely be a big game for George Kittle. And I think he wants it. He needs it. And that would take this offense to another level. So that's going to be good. Pop, big Papa Paul says, we'll be at Boston Pizza on Sunrise Avenue between Madison and Greenback Citrus Heights if anybody wants to join and watch our Niners. So if you're near that, if you're if you're near uh if you're near Citrus Heights area, go over and join Paul. Watch the game. That would be a lot of fun right over there. Uh yeah, I, th I think Paul and I've I've been around Paul a couple times at the draft party, saw him at training camp. Paul's a, a very good guy. He's a fun guy to be around. So if you guys are around, go hit up, go hit up uh Paul. That'll be a good time. And then now it's time for the game prediction. Whew. And I know I've kind of teased this throughout the week already. Uh, and then Madden kind of stole my thunder because they ended up coming with the same score. But I believe the 49ers are going to beat the Arizona Cardinals 34-17. I think they're going to handle business. I think uh, this offense is going to really get it going in this game. And I think they're going to have fun. So I'm, I'm very, very excited uh, for that. And I, I want you guys to let me know what you think right now in the chat. You know, what you think the score is going to be. And Traffic says, let's go, Jimmy. Five touchdowns. Bet your house on it, LMAO. If he gets five touchdowns, Traffic, we will bow down to the traffic. I'll just be, we're not worthy. Oh, geez, that's freaking hilarious. And, and uh, Pet Will says, lots of tacos, lots of 49ers touchdowns. Love it. That's what I'm having tonight. Tacos to watch the game. Have to. Tacos and 49ers touchdowns is how I like my Monday nights. Love that. Luke's, uh, Duke says, bold prediction. Elijah Mitchell has three TDs, two rushing, one receiving tonight. I love that. Well done. I mean, these, these are some really good ones. Um, David says, 30 to 13, the mighty 49ers. I love that you put the mighty 49ers in there. And a 17-point victory. So me and you are on the same there with the 17-point victory. Freddie Mac Dre gives the Niners 41 to 16. Love that. Huge win for the 49ers. That would be fantastic, Freddie. Uh, we can scrap my, my prediction and go with Freddie's if that's what it's going to be. I'll take it. And WTM says 49ers 28, Cardinals 14. Nice 14 point victory. Lots of people having the 49ers covering the spread. That is great news. That's a big win for the 49ers. Um, Duke says 30 to 10 for a prediction. I love that. Jan, what's up, Jan? How's it going? It says Niners 27, card 17. Love it. Uh, <laughs> Kenny Miller says James Harrison slammed Colt McCoy 10 years ago. The biggest James Harrison is he's probably still feeling it, to be honest with you. Colt McCoy probably just got rocked. Uh, th that's, a, that's a good one. I like that one as well. Welcome. Um, yeah, so Dan says, we, we all think they score high, but hardly go over 30. They do, uh, but they're averaging... 25 points a game with Christian McCaffrey at the running back position. So they're getting close. They're really getting close to doing that. And I think that there are avenues for them to be able to do that in this football game because uh, they're, they're finally getting all these guys to be able to practice. And I think that, you know, they're still figuring out how to use each one of them. We got to see a, a small glimpse of it last week. I loved seeing Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel in the backfield together, the RPO that they're running off of it. And then having the other guy go in motion and being able to run that, you know, that look like it's a trap play or outside zone play and then throw back the other way. There was a couple of times there could have been touchdowns on it. Debo could have had a walk-in touchdown, uh, but Jimmy gave the ball to Christian instead of throwing it out there. So 
I, I'm liking what Kyle's doing with those weapons. I think it's going to open things up more. Uh, so I'm excited. And we have some more stuff coming in. Uh, as James says, 49ers 23, Arizona 16. Nice seven-point victory. So far, it's been nice. I've been seeing all the 49ers at least getting wins, which I love. Uh, Davis says TDs, not field goals. I'm with you on that. Uh, scoring touchdowns is important. You want to make sure you execute in the red zone. And executing at a high level is going to be what the 49ers have to do. And that's what Kyle talked about a little bit is, you know, not turning the football over in the red zone definitely can't do that and that has been you know part of the reason i mean you think back to last year the 17 10 loss uh to the arizona cardinals and trey lance tries to run in for, you know for a touchdown and i mean he just got hit by two guys square or i think he would have got in so that's how close the 49ers were to beating an arizona team especially last year that the first part of that season when they were eight no they were playing lights out on defense with jj watt and all the talent that's a far cry from what we got this year for sure. So it's a little bit different. Um, yeah. And uh, Mex uh, David Campbell says, where is your weather report uh, for Mexico city? Um, I believe it's going to be like 70, isn't it? Isn't it going to be really nice out there in Mexico city? I think so. Uh, David says it was supposed to be thunderstorms and rain tonight. Wow. Um, that, that I didn't know that. I thought it was going to be 70 and warm. So <laughs> Randy says no holding. Um, uh, James says, watch out Jennings on third down. Yeah, third down is Jennings. He's Mr. Third down. That guy just gets it done in a big way. Uh, been very happy with Jawan Jennings, and he made he made some big-time plays last game. Four catches, like 60 yards. It was a great game for Jawan Jennings. And KNDR says, 31-10 49ers with a Lucha Kittle post-game interview. I love that. I don't know if you saw it, KNDR. Kittle walking down the hallway. Got the Lucha Libre mask on. And he's doing the the Joker laugh, uh, pretty tremendous. I, I love that. And Kenny says seventy one in rain. Interesting. So I knew it was going to be seventy. No idea about the rain. Well, that'll make for an interesting game, won't it? Wow. Uh, I did. I did not know that. It's going to be fun to watch tonight. I'm I'm looking forward to this game. I think it's going to be exciting. I think it's going to be a, a cool matchup between the two teams. And you know the the Cardinals need this win. They're going to be highly motivated. They need to win. Uh, to keep themselves relevant in the playoff hunt. If they lose this game, they might be out of it. For the 49ers, they're, if they win, they're going to be the three seed you know, going into the playoffs right now. I mean, the number one in the NFC West tied with the Seahawks, of course, with the win and tie-break lead. Uh, but also, they would distance themselves a little bit for the Commanders because the Commanders are coming. Um, the Commanders are 6-5 and five and right there. So uh, it's one of those things you win, you're the leader of the NFC West. You lose and you're out of the seventh seed in the playoff hunt. That's how that's how close it is. It's it's pretty crazy overall um, where the playoffs are right now. WTM says, for some reason, this feels more like a home game than we, uh, like when we play the Rams in LA. It is, uh, what is it? Vivid Seats says they predict the 49ers are going to have 82% of the crowd tonight. 82% of, of them are going to be San Francisco 49er fans. I've seen some stuff about lots of 49er fans in Mexico City. I've seen it from David Lombardi and some of the others that are there. Um, so, yeah, it looks like we're going to have a lot of really cool, um, you know, uh, 49er fans there tonight. It's going to be loud. I'm interested to see what that crowd, how they react. Uh, it's always fun with the international crowds. I think they they do a really good job. Uh, Juke says, I love the pony package anyway we use use it. Elijah and CMC, Debo and CMC, CMC and Debo. Or, or sneaky Debo and Juice in the backfield. I love it, too. I love the things you can do. And James says, 49ers double jet sweep CMC with Debo. Crazy. Yeah, and I think we're going to start seeing as these teams uh, you know, flow so much with the football and get aggressive to try to take away Christian McCaffrey and Debo, I think you're going to start seeing those reverses like we saw back in 2019. I think those are, are going to start coming back because uh, those can take advantage of those you know aggressive style of defenses that they're having to use to stop the, the 49ers offense, a potent attack. So, uh, yeah. And Paul says, double-check the weather. It looks like ponchos may be necessary. Well, thank you so much for that, Clarity. What's up, Mr. Corey? How's it going? Thanks for jumping in chat. Jan says, it'll be, I'll be at the bar after work having a beer watching the game. Sounds like a good day, Jan. That'll be nice to enjoy. Uh, Kenny says, Phoenix, 25-hour drive to Mexico City. Not that bad of a drive, you know, a little over a day. You know what I mean? That's not that's not too bad overall. I mean, Arizona stayed, you know, at home in Glendale to prepare for this game where the 49ers went to Colorado Springs. 
and try to prepare for the altitude. So yeah, pretty, I think everyone's excited about where this is headed. And and I think the 49ers have, have a good opportunity to win a game tonight. I think they have a good opportunity to make a lot of big plays with the weapons that they have on offense. I think this could be the one where Kyle Shane and this offense really get clicking and Jan says, Oh, and it's my birthday. Well, happy birthday, Jan. Happy birthday to Jan. And I got to give a shout out to Jan Stewart. Big time. Happy birthday. I hope you have a great day and hope the 49ers win the game for you, Jan. You, you deserve a, a win. And Mr. Corey says, Mike McDaniel took the jet sweeps to Miami with him. Uh, I, I think he took some of them, but I mean, part of it, right. He has Tyree kill. I mean, so you have to run it with him. I mean, he's just like the fastest dude on offense, it seems like, in the league. So I think that not so much the jet sweeps that I want to see as the reverses, uh, getting those guys going one way and then coming back with Debo or Brandon Ayuk or, you know, whoever. So I think that's it. Uh, Juke says, we need to utilize the jet sweep more. Haven't seen it in a few weeks. Yeah, we haven't. Uh, WTM says, what grade do you uh, give your rookie O lineman so far? I think they're doing a really good job. Uh, of course, uh, you know, Spencer Burford, the only real rookie. Um, I think he's doing a pretty good job overall. I'm very happy with his uh, you know, growth this season. When it comes to Aaron Banks, I have to give Aaron Banks like an A. Uh, the dude has not given up a sack. He's played really well. Yeah, he's fantastic. I would give I would give Spencer Burford more like a B minus. I think he's had you know his ups and his downs, but I mean, I'm very happy with his growth. I can't I just can't wait to see what he's gonna be, you know, even at the end of the season. Uh, I think they've got a real winner with Spencer Burford. And I mean, they're going to be set on the interior offensive line at the guard positions, figure out center. Could it be Nick Zakiel? Um, You know, could it be Jason Poe? You know, they could go another route as well, but I think that's good. And thanks everyone for giving Jan the happy birthdays in chat. They really, you know, he, I'm sure he really appreciates it and he deserves it. And he says they won last time they played on my birthday. There you go. Guaranteed win now from Jan. It's guaranteed. Phillips says, how does the rain affect the passing game? Uh, it can make the ball a little bit more slippery. I think one thing that will be interesting will, it, with that type of weather, if it's 70 and raining, which means it's going to be humid. And with that humidity, uh, that could make guys sweat a lot. So you start working about worry about cramping. They're going to have to make sure they're really um, drinking a lot of fluids because when it rains, you sometimes don't drink the fluids. That'll be a part of it. So um, I think it could play a part into it with the passing game. If your hand is not able to locate the ball, sometimes uh, you'll be okay, depending on the amount of rain that's there. Um, so I, it can affect it, though. We've seen Jimmy struggle a little bit with passing games. I think the Washington game, you know, Washington football game a couple years ago, um, we saw that. We saw it, you know, a couple other times, too, where he struggled last year against the Colts. Wasn't exactly the best. So Jimmy's not the best uh, wet thrower. But um, I'm hopeful that it's gonna it's gonna be okay that he'll be able to handle it. They should be able to keep the ball somewhat dry. Paul says, "Do you think McKivitz and McGlinchey may share time at le at left tackle, at right tackle? I don't think so. I I, I know that you know I've, I've heard John Chapman talking about McKivitz getting you know rotation the way that Daniel Brunskill does. Um, I don't think that's the case. I think they're gonna roll with Mike McGlinchey. I think McGlinchey is one of those guys that he has." Uh, he's been really working on getting over his bad plays. So uh, he he can't normally just shut it off and go on. He kind of gets into a quicksand. And they've really worked on him getting back to the sideline um, and getting past and getting onto the next play. And I'm afraid that if he had a bad play to end a drive and they go with Colton McKivitz, uh, that it could really shatter some of his you know mentality. Um, so, I mean, I think he's really, really strong. I like, I like both players. Um, I think McGlinchey's very successful in the run game, and I think he struggles a little bit in certain pass sets. We'll have to make sure they take advantage of it, but um, he's still one of the you know middle-of-the-road uh, tackle in this league. And to have your, your best tackle in the league with Trent Williams and one of the middle-of-the-road on the opposite side, I think is probably more than most teams can ask for in this league. It's hard to get good offensive line play, and I, I think he does a pretty good job. Mr. Corey says Banks A, Burford C+, McGlinchey F. I wouldn't give McGlinchey an F. But I do agree that, you know, Banks A and, and Burper C plus. I mean, I said B minus, so pretty close. I think those are, are pretty equivalent. And um, I think that's okay. Uh, Mr. says, 49ers are still not firing on all cylinders. They are not frightening other teams like how they did in the past. Yeah, not yet. So I'm hoping they start, though. Um, you're right, though. They have the weapons, and they haven't really been able uh, to fire on all cylinders. I think some of it is just figuring out, you know, when they got Christian McCaffrey in, first he had the short amount of time to prepare then Debo got hurt so they weren't working together so the focus was on Christian McCaffrey 
Now they finally got to focus on all of them together. And this is normally stuff you would go through in training camp, right? Filling it out, figuring out exactly how you're going to do each of your weapons. So um, I think they're, it's going to be a process. I think they're going to get better and better as the season goes on. And hopefully this is one of those weeks where they take a step forward and really get going. Uh, James says, what is the capacity of the stadium? I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it's pretty big, though. Um, but I don't know for sure. Uh, let me let me see if I can look it up real quick for you and see if I can find out. Um, let's see. Oh, 104,000 people can usually fit into Estadio Azteca. So uh that is a that's a huge crowd so uh they have the opportunity to have a lot of people come through there for sure um paul says is there any way we could encourage mcglinchy i think mcglinchy's just gonna i think the team is showing him confidence i think the better this offense gets uh you know moving the sticks consistently he'll get into a rhythm i think he was dealing with that calf a little bit i think that slowed him down um, but I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful, but he's still to me, our best option at right tackle and, uh, we'll see. And, and Randy came through with a hundred thousand as well. Paul said last football game was over a hundred thousand. Uh, Davis is over 80,000. I think, uh, fire tigers is AJ green who day legendary 18. I love the, the AJ green from, uh, Cincinnati. I mean, he was such a big time weapon. Always wanted him to come to San Francisco. Always liked him. Of course, he's not the. You know, the same AJ Green, but I really like him overall. I think he's a good dude. I think he's a good player. Um, but he's, you know, I mean, he doesn't scare people like he used to. But yeah, legendary eighteen is correct. WTM says, "Do you care whether we get the first? Uh, I don't know what saying there. Rather, we get the first. Um, Ronnie says, "Any chance Danny Gray gets a catch? Uh, or we get the ball first? Uh, I don't care if we get the ball first. WTM." As far as uh, Danny Gray getting the catch, I don't know. I thought he was already going to have some catches, to be honest with you. I thought right now he would have, you know, eight to ten catches on the season. Uh, so I don't know. Last week he injured his ankle during pregame warmups. They say he's going to be ready to go. Let's see, you know, what the 49ers do with them. I think with the amount of chances that the Cardinals take, this could be a week to get the ball Danny, to Danny Gray. But you never know. I mean, Debo was talking this week about he thinks once Danny Gray catches the ball, um, a lot of the nervousness is going to go away. So maybe David says, I think it's less than a hundred K now. I heard that somewhere. It could be. Um, and I think they'll still have a huge crowd. And as long as most of them are 49er fans, I'm going to be very excited about it. But of course, I'll encourage him to leave the free agent next season. I knew you were going to come with that. Mr. Corey. So funny. What's up. Carrie says, what about Kittle over the middle or anywhere on the field? Yeah, I think Kittle's going to have uh, an increased, uh, role in this football game. I think he's going to make some plays carry this week. I don't think it's going to be two targets. I think it'll be more than that. I think Kyle Shanahan, you know, understands he needs to get the ball to the weapons. Of course, you call plays, and you know George Kittle might be the number one option on the play. Uh, but if the defense is taking him away, you have to go through your progression and and go other ways. So uh, sometimes I think plays are being called for George Kittle. It's just some teams are trying to take away him, take away Debo, and you know making it so you need to get other guys. So. I think that, you know, when it comes to Kittle, I think they want to get him the ball. I, I really do. But uh, they're going to have to, you know, just consistently work at it. But I think this could be the week. Some of the matchups that, you know, Arizona is going to run against the 49ers, I think, could really help uh, George Kittle get the ball this week. And Mr. Course's aunt, are you worried about Colt McCoy? No, I'm not worried about Colt McCoy. What I am thinking about Colt McCoy, though, is there could be some longer, more uh, sustained drives for Arizona. With Kyler Murray, it's kind of, you know, it's a struggle. He'll If he's sacked, he loses 10-plus yards. And when that happens, it pretty much ends the drive. With Cole McCoy, you're not going to get that. So what you're going to get with Cole McCoy is, you know, he's going to run the offense uh, the way it's supposed to be ran. He's going to check everything down. Uh, the four years are going to have to be patient, rally to make tackles. So I think he could change the game that way. I think with Kyler Murray, it could have been more lopsided in the favor of the 49ers as far as time of possession. Um, and then I think that would have went a long way when it came to elevation for the 49ers to win. So in that regard, I think Cole McCoy changes the game a little bit. But no, he doesn't worry me. Um, he's just a different element that you have to go against. James says 80% 49ers out of 104,000. Uh, how much is that? Uh, that is a lot. Um, yeah, that, that, is a, that is a whole lot of people um, that's going to be in there. I mean, pretty much it'll be like 80,000 people. 
up in there. That would be 49er fans. Uh, so uh, that would be a lot of 49er fans. It would be basically more than you would get at Levi's. So, uh, and Marvin coming through with the weather forecast, Mexico City, high of 71, low of 55, no rain. What I like to see. Uh, Mr. Cheek says, who should I play? Elijah Mitchell or Rondell Moore? Which will be better flex? Ooh. Ooh, that is that is big right there. Um, I don't know. I'm worried about Rondell Moore against Jimmy Ward. Um, I normally would say go with Elijah Mitchell, but with the fact that Arizona's run game is pretty good, I would say go with Rondell Moore. And I hate saying that. That's I hate going against my guys. I just think Rondell Moore against Jimmy Ward seems to be like the better matchup than Elijah Mitchell against this Arizona run game, a run defense, which is really good. Ronnie Montoya says, who's the bigger threat, Watt or Zach Allen? I think it's Watt. And the reason is I think he's going to play over Mike McGlinchey. I think they'll probably put Allen on Trent Williams a lot. So I think that might negate some of his uh, you know, ability to make plays in this game. But uh, I think both of them are are pretty good. James says, biggest 49ers fan in the stadium in history. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see if there's more 49ers fans there than anywhere else. That'd be interesting. Uh, Mr. Chris says, be honest, Ant. Do you think we're seeing Armstead or Kinlaw again this season? Yeah, I said this a little bit earlier, Mr. Corey. I think we're going to see Armstead. I do not know about Kinlaw. Um, being honest, I think at some point we'll see Armstead. I don't know if it's you know next week or two weeks, or but I do think he's going to come back for the mere reason I understand that you know he had a hairline fracture, but I'm guessing it's the foot. Uh, and a lot of times it just takes time. So I'm guessing Armstead comes back for the stretch run. With Kinlaw, I don't know. I just don't because, I mean, the way that they were approaching it was like he was gonna, it was going to be like a quick thing. And he says he wants to come back and he's trying, but uh, they haven't been willing to do anything. And he wasn't, he hasn't even come out. You know, he didn't travel with the team where Armstead did. Uh, so I think that I'm, I'm more optimistic about Armstead, less optimistic about Kinlaw. And uh, that's how it is. Uh, Paul says, who cares about picking yes. players from other teams to root for on your fantasy team? Not me. Uh, I, I can't do it. And and thanks so much, Mr. Chick, for the, the subscription. Really appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much. I, I don't do fantasy, but, I mean, I understand that. A lot of people really love fantasy. Paul, I'm not one of those ones that do. And for that reason, I couldn't pick against my own team. But, you know, I mean, that's how it is. Randy says, Jimmy Ward, kind of a disappointment. Sorry. Uh, Jimmy Ward playing in the nickel makes it very, very tough. Uh, and that speed element of Rondell Moore against Jimmy Ward makes it tough. Rondell Moore is very good in space. Uh, he's able to create. And that's why it was my key matchup on defense. Uh, that's one I'm worried about. And I know the normal thought would be DeAndre Hopkins, but I just think Rondell Moore and Jimmy Ward, you know, it's it's like one of those things where um, I would worry about it if it was Diameter Lenore too. I mean, if it was Diameter Lenore playing the slot right now, if we had Emmanuel Mosley, I would still worry about that slot. It's kind of it's kind of tough. Uh, WTM says Kinlaw and Armstead back week fifteen. Um, hey, as long as they come back, you know, what I mean, if they come back at that point, you get strong again. I would love it. This of course is with kind of wanting Sue. I wanted Sue. I definitely wanted Indomitian Sue. I was talking about it, and uh, you know. Uh, he ended up choosing the Eagles, and that's unfortunate for the 49ers and unfortunate, you know, that we're not going to have Sue, but hopefully um, you just make him feel like he made the wrong decision and you go out and you win some football games. I think that's what it's about. Go out and win football games and make Indomitian Sue regret the fact that he didn't choose the San Francisco 49ers. You know, uh, I think that there's, you know, still, still hope that we get these two interior defensive line back, but I think it would have made a big difference having Sue for sure. Fluffy uh, says... Would you say Kinlaw was a bust? Now, I don't put him in the bust category yet. Uh, I do think that the injuries are hampering his success. He's definitely not been a successful pro so far. Um, but when he's been in, I felt like he's played pretty good. The problem is you have to be available, right? Um, so I think that he's getting really close to being that. And, you know, I mean, right now, if he doesn't come back the rest of the season, there is absolutely no way they're going to exercise a fifth-year option on Javon Kinlaw. And I think if that happens in that case... Um, it's unfortunate, but, you know, he ends up being a bust for health reasons. So I think we're getting really close to that, unfortunately, Fluffy. I keep hoping he's going to come back and make some plays this year, but that's just hope, hope and optimism. Um, and it doesn't seem like it's very likely right now, but we'll see. You know, we'll see what happens. But I, I'm a little reluctant to put him in that category yet, but at the end of the year, I think we're going to have a pretty good idea, unfortunately, because this is three years now. Marvin says... Uh, Kinlaw will be traded to Jacksonville because Bulky likes injured players. If if that would work out, Marvin, 
Um, uh, yeah, Trent Balky does like players who have an injury. Uh, Big Pop says injuries do not mean bust. Injuries just mean injuries. Yeah, it's unfortunate, right? I think it is. And uh, that's why I'm reluctant to put him on that. I think he's played well when he's out there. He's just not out there very often, which stinks. Uh, Randy says Jimmy Ward played eight years, maybe three good seasons, and average 11 games a year. Would have loved another safety this whole time. Forgive me, Faithful, not a Jimmy Ward fan. Oh, that's okay. I think people, you know, sometimes people aren't as big of fans as, of, as others. I like his versatility. Um, I think he's a safety. I don't like the Trent Bulky and then moved him to corner. I don't think that was ever going to be his position. I think that's why he saw the most success when he's been at safety. But we'll see. Uh, WTM says no Hopkins TD today, and we and we can see the Cardinals team scoring under thirteen. Yeah, if you limit DeAndre Hopkins, you have a really good a really good chance of slowing down the Cardinals and preventing them from scoring a lot of points for sure. Corey says look at how Elijah Mitchell looked and how Jeff Wilson is looking. McCaffrey trade looks like it should have been uh, for a corner. No, we want we want Christian McCaffrey. Trust me, he opens up this offense. So some of the things that they're doing, we're only scratching the surface of his ability. Um, but I mean, that's the thing you, we, we, we needed a Christian McCaffrey right now. Diomar Lenore is playing pretty good at corner. Would I love to have a different corner? Yes. Would I have loved to have made a trade for a corner? Yes. Uh, but I'm not regretting that uh, trade for Christian McCaffrey at all. Uh, Paul says how many years was Jimmy Ward injured? Would have considered him a bust. He was hurt. Uh, he was hurt a lot. In fact, Eric Armstead was hurt a lot in his first three seasons. Um, all of them were able to get back on the field and play. So hopefully Kinlaw can, I'm, I'm hopeful. I think he's a big time talent. Just not able to stay on the field, and I think that's unfortunate. Our, uh, and then Paul says, I understand. I think they were just betting on the reward versus the risk. They were, you know, and they made a lot of moves. It was an interesting move. You know, they they traded back. Christian Wirfs went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That trade gave them a pick that allowed them to go up and get Brandon Ayuk. Uh, then they traded Matt Breida. That helped them be able to get Trent Williams. So there was a lot of movement. It wasn't just picking Javon Kinlaw. So, uh, yeah, I think I think overall, yeah. And, the, and Marvin brings up Frank Gore. Uh, Frank Gore, crazy injured in college, yet he had himself one heck of a career in the NFL. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and hop off, everyone. What a great time I had with all of you. Great chat, fantastic conversation. Looking forward to tonight's game. Monday Night Football, 49ers versus the Arizona Cardinals. Looking forward to a big win. Join me tonight after the game for the live reaction show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hop on. I want to hear what all of you had to think about the game. But until then, I hope you guys all have a really Really good day. Stay safe and remember the right way is always the 49ers way. Go Niners, beat those Cardinals.